This is a solemn song for the solemn pod to come. End of song, Podgore Slobcast. Welcome. All right, everybody. What's up? How you doing? Um, happy to be with you once again. I didn't release an episode of this on Sunday. Uh, I just hadn't gotten a call or record scheduled with anyone. And um, I was like, you know, it's fine. I don't need one. I'll, I'll get one for next week. But... Alas, here it is, Wednesday night, and I don't think this is going to be a full-length episode. It's not going to be a particularly funny episode. It's an episode, just me talking, which always feels, I don't like it. I, I really, it's so much better doing it with someone because it's just like a conversation. And uh, whenever I start monologuing, even though I know the duty is to talk the whole time, it starts to feel like when I'm in a conversation and I feel like I'm speaking too much and like taking over the conversation that comes up, even though I know that's not what the situation is and the people listening are fine to listen to my voice, talk about whatever for as long as I need. But uh, I'm not like a professional comedian or anyone who is really, even though I've been in Slobcore for a year, I'm not, I don't still feel like a performer. So, uh, it can still be pretty vulnerable and I don't know, not feel. Yeah. Especially the solo episodes. It's, it's a lot just talking for that long straight and knowing that like uh, people are actually understanding and they're following. And even if it's not enjoyable, they can just not listen and that's fine. But anyway, there's my uh, anxiety update. But the reason I am up recording this, for one, I was like, you know, it is nice having one thing a week. I might as well put up a little thing. But also, just due to recent news and recent things that I've been like paying attention to and just uh, realizations I've had over the last couple years, I want to talk about men, baby, masculinity, dudes, bros. Toxic masculinity, non-toxic masculinity, positive masculinity. What does it all mean, dude? What the heck? I'm just a guy. I don't need to think about that stuff. I'm just a dude and I'm doing fine. Well, guys, here's the thing. You're probably not. We, uh, there's clearly a big fucking problem. I mean, probably what really brings this to mind now is just the latest um, story of prominent men like having just awful, awful boundaries and knowledge or action of consent and respect and clearly just objectifying and using women and everyone. And there's a fucking problem. And besides just things in the news, just <laughs> my life experience and stories that I've heard and things that I've witnessed or anything like there's a, there's some stuff we got to work on guys. And here's the thing. So I've always felt like I've been pretty respectful and nice. And so for the longest time, it's pretty easy to just be like when you hear about, I don't know, like any me too stuff or just any bad treatment that women have gotten from men in the past. It's very easy to be like, well, I know that's not me. 
And so you can kind of listen to it and you can kind of hear it. Um, and then mainly just sit in com- comfortability and like gladness that you're not treating people that way. And in that mindset, it's, it's, it's helpful. Cause you kind of learn like, Oh, that should need to do, or I don't know, things like how women feel uncomfortable, like walking alone at night when that's not anything I would have ever intuitively like felt myself because of my, the way I'm perceived and my place in society. Um, but it's just like being able to hear that from, I don't know, just women on the internet or just friends when I talk to them and like, that's truly so much of the things that I've learned about, I don't know, I guess different of those gender dynamics and the power imbalance that lies in our hierarchical gender, gender norms, patriarchal stuff is, uh, because I've learned from a lot of non-men and who have been, I've been lucky enough to be thought of as a safe, trusted person uh, by a lot of women, women in my life. And so there's like things that have been shared with me um, that really just opened my eyes to the way that some men treat women and some men treat people and just, it's pretty fucking ugly. I mean, this isn't news to anyone. I'm not trying to like educate. I hope, this doesn't feel like condescending. This is like a conversation that's being had and it's definitely being had like in public discourse or whatever. And there's so much, so much passion around it. And right now we're kind of in a reaction, like an anti-feminist, anti-woke energy. And um, I don't know, I think, just look at how like popular Andrew Tate was, especially around like little boys, literally boys, literally children. There are like 12 year olds that call themselves incels. You know how fucked up that is? You know how much that like doesn't make sense, but that's something like is definitely a big thing. And always, I mean, has been a thing ever since I was even younger. There was definitely, I mean, so much early YouTube was just like, radicalizing young boys um into these like incel like anti-feminist woman hating um kind of like thought patterns and parts of the internet and uh it's been interesting kind of unpacking that the last few years because as a nice young boy that i was and am and strive to be um like encountering that stuff. I remember there was an old Twitter account that was so fucking annoying and so stupid. And now this is, that's another thing. I, there is like the, the male feminist sort of thing. Like that one guy who was on orange is the new black. And um, that is definitely a thing like men being performatively feminist and acting like they're super woke and like different different than those other guys um, just as a way to like impress women. That's definitely something I've been very aware of um, because, and so that's a good thing to talk about, but I'm kind of upset with myself the way of just like worrying about being perceived like that maybe has held me back in terms of like talking about this shit more often or um, like bringing it up with other men even. Um, and so that's that's something to ponder about. But 
I don't feel that way anymore. Like it's been just getting a bit older and like seeing how the last few years have been um, in terms of like uh, anti-feminist backlash. Um, it just becomes more important. And then things like the overturning of Roe v. Wade this year or 2022 just really set into stark reality about how uh, bad these problems are and continue to be. Because that's the thing about like the little kids that are still falling into these Andrew Tate incel misogyny circles. It really kind of disproves the whole thing of like we're just constantly like slow progress and um, the arc of justice is like going ever forward. And this isn't to say like I don't believe in like hopefulness or progress. And there are a lot of things that have progressed, but politics and culture and social change is not like. It's not just something that happens. It's uh, history can go any which way and it's very random and it's very chaotic. Um, but I also do think that it's important to talk about this stuff because the big problem is a lot of it just doesn't get talked about. Um, okay. So one of the more recent news things was the Andrew Callahan allegations and his apology and um, just Bear, for people who don't know about it, um, basically this guy was a pretty big YouTuber. Like I really liked his videos. Um, there are a bunch of women who basically said there were like a lot of really iffy consensual or not iffy consensual, consensually iffy situations. Like a lot of like him trying to hook up after like being really drunk. And um, saying like he needs to stay somewhere and then pressuring someone into a sexual situation and um, using coercion to obtain consent. Um, and uh, it was just like a lot of women because this guy like goes all across the country. Um, and uh, clearly he was being pretty fucking sketchy and shitty. And it became rightfully like a big co topic of conversation. Um and so it was interesting seeing that conversation because there's so much of the like anti woke, um, like me too is an over exaggeration type people, people who basically think like there's so many false allegations and it's just because that he's like popular that these girls are tearing him down, basically going back to the nineties, like, oh, these skanks are just lying. Um, but for a new not generation, but a new age, a post me Too era. Um, and yeah, it just fucking sucks. Like, especially just seeing how prevalent it is of just guys who either if we're giving, like if we're giving this guy, Andrew, the most benefit of the doubt that he's just a fucking dumbass and doesn't understand consent. And that's clearly not happened. What's happening. He's like a pretty smart, dude it's just that he doesn't respect people and he is a uh, hurt people and was a piece of shit um but even at that most generous like that fucking sucks that people don't know that like coercing some coercing someone into sex and like prying and begging a yes out of someone is like a legitimate sexual encounter that is not great 
And it doesn't surprise me, honestly. Honestly, it doesn't really surprise me at all. I remember going into college, like freshman, there was like this kind of like consent awareness um, program. And like, it was definitely a movement that was there uh, like Obama years. Um, and I, I kind of knew, I knew we were, there were some fucking problems. We were in for some shit, just seeing like men's reaction to having to take that class. And also just like how it was very clear that the things that were talked about, like just had never been thought about like consent. I don't even, I don't remember if it was talked about in my sex ed classes starting in fifth grade. I don't really, I mean, maybe the basics were talked about, but I mainly just remember it being like body stuff and like learning about how sex works but no talk of like pleasure or why people have sex and no talk. Of, it was just like pregnancy and STDs in my mind, maybe a little more like, and that's the thing I had sex ed in public school in Portland in this anarchist stronghold. And looking back, it was not like enough. Um, but comparing mine to like a lot of the people I went to college with, like talking about how our sex eds in high school were different. If even they had them really was mind opening. Cause you got people from all over the country. And so there's places where it's still just completely abstinence based and um, very fear based and not actually like embracing human sexuality in the way that it actually is. Which sucks. Like when there's inadequate sex ed, like that's where a lot of problems come up. That's where people like don't actually know about STDs and how to like have safe sex and how to have conversations around sex. And um, it when those things aren't very well known in society, like there's a lot of fucking problems. There's dudes out here who are completely um, oblivious to like consent which is so embarrassing. Like, and that's the thing that I think a lot of men who like push their power and like use these different shitty things to get sex, they know better. It's more of like, yeah, just using their power to get it like objectification and stuff. Um, but I do wonder like when you don't, when you're not necessarily shown like, oh, here's a healthy way to engage and here's a healthy way to get enthusiastic consent. Um, like, I'd be curious to know like what percentage of the population understands what enthusiastic consent is. Um, probably not that much. And uh, that's not good. Not good at all. But I think about this stuff a lot because, yeah, just memories like that, just hearing people like bitch about having to do this, this consent thing or... I'm sure there might've been like comments about how it uh, was dumb or just like making fun of it and not taking it seriously. Um, when clearly based on many different stories I've heard and many people like sharing their stories on the internet, there are a lot of guys doing a lot of fucking sketchy, shitty stuff. And so far I've been very uh, heteronormative and also like, People, regardless of their gender, can have fucking poor consent and bad consent. And I'm not being like a not all men guy, but um, 
it's not it's not just a problem of men, but as a man, I'm talking to the men about being men. And uh, yeah, and I'm also just fucking spitballing. Who knows? I don't even know if I'll post this. It feels kind of kind of vulnerable because that's the other thing. People don't talk about sex because it can be kind of uncomfortable and it can be kind of personal. And there's just a lot of shame and there's a lot of repression. And well, that's the other thing, too. I wonder how much of like people who like guys who have been like there have been some fucking like unclear consent actions like people who only hook up like super drunk and there's things where it's like kind of sketchy and kind of iffy. And I wonder if a lot of like backlash to um, not objectifying women and like anti-feminist stuff is it's kind of like if you've done really things that in this new way of seeing the world are seen as like pretty fucked up. Um, it kind of hardens people into their, into their position. So it's like, Oh, all these feminists are just freaking out and all this stuff. They're just like shrieking and they're hysterical, you know, all those shitty things people say. Um, yeah. I wonder how much that has to do into it. Like if you've been fucking a shitty partner or boyfriend or whatever, um, and like been misogynist, been a misogynist through your life. If you now try and like hear those things, you probably get really fucking defensive. Um, because a lot of people, if you do something bad, you can kind of just like, uh, say, oh, it wasn't bad. Here's this reason. I forget, um, what the term is for that. It's a pretty simple, basic one. Who cares? Um, yeah. So I think that might play a lot into it as well like there's no well and that's the other thing the right wing has people so wound up that you're at the brink of getting canceled if you step out of line which is ridiculous they act as if the woke mob is something versus just a bunch of people expressing their opinions on social media like the court of public opinion um but (laughs) right-wing media basically has more conservative, moderate leaning people thinking that like at any moment, the leftists are going to ruin their life because they've seen stories of that happening to more richer or powerful conservatives. Um, And yeah, I think that's just like one of the many fears that the right wing media is really good at stoking. And it sucks because so much of the anti woke stuff, I mean, it's so stupid because Woke just as a as a catch all term at this point for anything any like liberal or leftist person believes. Um, And it's just anytime someone's talking about wokeness or getting canceled, it's just the most bad faith shit of all time. And it doesn't necessarily mean like the person saying that. mm, How am I going to phrase this? Like it's one of the things that is spread maliciously by media Trusted media, media that people trust, even though if it's stuff like the I find repulsive um, Fox News and whatnot, it's media people trust and they're getting told that this is a big issue. And so there are probably more like well-meaning people that just like buy into random like propaganda stuff that gets spread. But what really sucks about it is because it's so oppositional 
like from the get go, there's no room. If you think all liberals are just woke moralists trying to cancel everyone who doesn't fully believe with them and they, they hate free speech, then there's just no there's no opening for any sort of conversation. And it, it just really sucks. That's such a prominent like strain of thought um, because, yeah, it just oh, it's funny because it's the same people who are saying that people on the left just won't listen at all and they're forcing their views on everybody um but at the same time those people really aren't actually engaging in conversation in good faith um which is why people on the left don't even try to engage in conversation at a certain point um because it's just gonna be not in good faith and uh honestly from completely different views of reality and so it makes it really hard and also, I'm not someone who fully believes, like, I don't think you win political arguments through, like, the perfect convincing. That's not really how political power goes. Like, it's never going to be, oh, all the Democrats finally won at their Thanksgiving debates and their more conservative family members got convinced. Um, that's just not how politics works. Like, there's... So many more people who are completely out of the political system because how much of a failure it is in this country. And um, yeah, I think building power is more about getting those people involved and actually giving those people a reason to be involved. Like there's a lot of reasons in this country that people don't vote or uh, just aren't that politically engaged because they haven't feel they haven't felt like it could make any difference. And that sucks because there is a difference between the parties and the different things that they enact. Um, but you really got to actually fight for people to get them to support you. And that is not what moderates in the Democratic Party do. Um, okay. Where was I, though? Yeah, it's Andrew Kelly and stuff. And then, oh, my God, Justin Roiland, the Rick and Morty guy. He's a fucking piece of shit. Oh my goodness. It's just the things that he's done and like the grooming and coercion and even just the way that he talks to people. Like he is being such a creep in the DMs and um God, it's really disgusting. Um and it's yeah, that's another thing. He's like this rich, powerful guy. His show is one of the most popular ever. Like every single head shop, 50% of their bongs are Rick and Morty stuff. And he's the voice of like almost all the characters. Um, and it's another Me Too situation where he's like been abusive and just really shitty and really inappropriate to many people. I mean, he got he got charged for a felony domestic some sort of domestic violence thing. Um, but anyway, yeah, just like reading all the stories and like seeing the text he sent, it just is really sickening. And it's so clear how much like he does not see these women as like equals. And he just uses people for his own like gratification. And yeah, it just, it makes me so upset seeing that sort of stuff. Um, because it's just who the fuck talks to someone like that who treats someone else like that and just so blatantly and using so much like guilt and shame and power to uh, just keep doing it and to even feel like he could get away with it. 
Um, yeah, just really sickening. I mean, he's talking like fucking underage girls too. Um, that's the other thing. Okay, back to getting political again. All these fucking right wingers who are going, oh, all these all these Democrats are groomers and they're sexualizing children. And a lot of that stuff, they're just talking about like children knowing about sex and getting like normal fucking sexual education that actually includes like all people. Cause that's a thing. It's like any sex ed that inc- that is inclusive of queer people. Those people are going to say that it's child porn and these people are groomers. And it's like, it's like sex ed books or like graphic novels talking about like gender and identity and having some adult themes, which yeah, children should be able to read adult themes. Um, it's like the whole banned books thing. They'll ban anything that they deem inappropriate. And uh, you just can't fucking have that shit. And even though these are the same people that are crying freedom of speech all the time, um, they clearly don't believe in it. Um, oh, but yeah, it's just so it makes me so mad that the same people who are saying, oh, these Democrats, these trans peoples, these drag queens are groomers. Um, are the same people who are so anti the Me Too movement and so anti-feminism and so so believe that there's all these fake accusations and that liberals are just freaking out. Like it just doesn't make any sense. They act as if they are about like safety and protecting children. Um, but at the same time, they exhibit support for the same types of like ideals that lead to violence against children, to violence against women, to fucking sexual exploitation, to people, kids not even knowing that they can have autonomy and that they can like give and revoke consent. Like people have such, yeah, it's just, it really makes me sad when people have limited knowledge or experience about like what healthy sex can be. Um, because it, it isn't helping anyone except mm, philosophies and religions and frames of mind that think sex is something that's like kind of sinful and any extramarital sex is a sin and ugly and gay, trans, any one that doesn't conform is like a hedonistic sinner. Um, it just makes people feel shitty and it doesn't help anything. Uh, and it's it's thick in this country. Like I said, even as someone who went to high school in Portland, Oregon, graduated in 2013, like the sex that I received looking back on it was not adequate. And that's even for me who like paid attention. Um, it's clear that there's a bunch of bunch of dudes, bunch of kids in there that really didn't pay attention or really take um, how important consent and uh, yeah, power imbalances, pleasure, all that stuff. It just wasn't talked about. And uh, yeah, it just makes me sad and it makes me pretty furious too. Because um, even though, so it's easy to like through my life to be like, okay, I'm not like one of these sexist guys, the meninist twitter page like pisses me off like i'm one of the good guys i'm one of the like women trust me and they respect me and i'm feel like i'm able to talk to them um and like share and be vulnerable um 
But even then, it's it's been interesting unpacking the ways that like, yeah, toxic masculinity still fucking impacted me, still affected me. And honestly, I think probably I held, sometimes I like hold held back or like didn't engage with women or had just like was so worried about like talking to women or like being friends with girls um, because a lot of that fucking like shit that got put in my head um, just societally uh, through like patriarchal bullshit and um, yeah, just the ways that it kind of hurts us all. And it's like, I don't know. I don't even know. Cause I don't think I'm really talking to any like misogynistic people, super misogynistic people are listening to this. Probably most people listening to it have more similar experience like me, or it's, you can kind of just rest your hat on not being one of the bad guys. But when you do that, you're not able to fully delve into the different ways that it affects you and your community and the people around you and the people that you love. And, um, your children just yeah it uh i don't know damn i've been going for 30 minutes i feel like this is a convoluted mess but i always feel like that um hopefully i'm not like out here talking about any specific person or if you're listening to this and it's like not coming across or i said something wrong like uh sorry about that <laughs> i'm just kind of rambling on um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe this was some interesting food for thought. And I think here's my thought about men as a man, as a man is we are, cause that's the thing. I don't think like most guys are out here, like full of rage and full of hatred in their heart for women and full of like anti-feminist stuff. Um, but I do think, and I, cause I think this because I've like experienced it myself that there is a lot of like emotional repression and not talking about these sorts of things. And there is a lot of anxiety and nervousness. Um, like there's a, I think there's a thing of like, oh, it's like hard to date in this post me too era. You don't want to mess up. You don't want to make someone comfortable. Um, which that kind of sucks too. Cause that's like, yeah, it, that's just being like reactionary to it and making it about you, making the me too movement about you, which is actually about like some pretty heinous things and the cultural changes that came from it were good. And they came because overall men were not acting in like positive ways around consent. And it became clear, like when it became a national conversation that like, Ooh, well, we got a lot to work on dudes. Um, so that's to say, but I do think there is a lot of like fear and hesitation that a lot of guys hold onto as a result from that. And so I hope that if you're hearing this and that maybe applies to you and you think those things and you're worried about overstepping boundaries or making someone uncomfortable, that's good to be worried about. But at the same time, um, just using that as like, I don't know, using that as the reason you don't engage with women or you don't like, you don't want to offend someone or not be authentic. I don't think that's good either. And that's not what like the Me Too movement's about. Like 
there shouldn't be like a gender war. It's so weird how like gender stuff is like, it feels like a competition. Cause at the end of the day, people just want to be able to connect and be safe with each other and be in community. And like, that's the end goal. Like, and that's what like all of the, all my friends who are women and girls who like, were like outspoken and probably got seen as annoying by dudes and like were being like standing up for things and getting bad reactions. Like that's a definite thing I've uh, noticed and experienced through my life. Um, like all of those women, they really deeply for men's sake, want men to be able to address these things and they love men. Um, it's so weird that like, to think of like all oh, these feminists just hate men and they're they're woman supremacists um, because that's not the case at all. They just want fucking respect and to not be objectified and to be able to feel safer around men. Um, Cause yeah, that is a real thing. Like as a dude, it fucking sucks that so many guys have been so many women have had sh enough shitty experiences with men that they have to be kind of, held back and on their toes and worried about like, Oh, is this guy going to kill me or whatever? Um, and there is like, a, uh, there is kind of, I've seen like a response to that of like, well, actually, um, most guys aren't like that. And it's kind of the not all men thing again. Um, but it's, this is a, a common thing that you see more on like internet discourse and maybe you hear too, but it's guys like trying to use the facts of a certain thing. Like, oh, here's actually the numbers say it's not that dangerous to be here at night, but that's not what's being talked about. Like, um, yeah, yeah, that's like, and women don't think that either. It's not like women who are more thinking about like going out at night. They don't think they're going to get attacked every single time, but it's the fact that that's even taking up like they have to think about that and they have to worry about that because it does happen. And like they know people that shitty things have happened to them. And so they have to like bring up this armor to protect themselves um, either because of experiences that they've had in their life or just knowing how common bad things like that can happen. And um, definitely like the goal is to not have those types of power imbalances and apprehensiveness from each side. And even though it's not a side, this is so heteronormative, but that is the way that like conversation and cultural um, has cultural dominance. And so to all my beautiful queer people, I hope you kind of understand where I'm coming from and I'm not meaning to be heteronormative because that's the other thing. Like I said before, it's so stupid that these are like oppositional forces. Everyone wants to get along. Well, maybe not everyone. I'm not trying to be like a kumbaya guy here, but I think at the end of the day, we're all just little fucking babies that were like pushed out into this world and there's all this shit that gets pushed in our head from society and um at the same time we can be like perpetrators of cultural norms and traditions and ideas um it's also something that came from somewhere and it's more i think in I, I think in um, like big picture ideas and in more structural ways. And um, 
I hope this isn't coming across as just like shitting on one person or one type of person because that's all I want too. I want all my friends to get along. And uh, yeah, I think, I don't know if this is going to help anything. Um, I hope maybe it just got you thinking about gender stuff too. And uh, yeah. All right. Um, I'm feeling so dumb. <laughs> I wonder if that made any sense at all. I don't know if I'm going to listen to it right away. I'm kind of embarrassed, but that's the other thing that embarrassment comes from. Like, it's kind of scary to talk about this stuff and it's so turbocharged and everyone has like their own experiences and yeah. So, but I do think that's the thing. I do think I'm a good person to talk about these things because I'm pretty fucking cool. And I think uh, I tend to be respectful and I think a lot of different people and types of people listen to what I have to say. Um, okay. How many goodbyes am I going to give you? God damn. All right. See ya babies.